Boom, shake the room, Fire Nation. JLD here with an audio masterclass on how you can survive the big tech apocalypse that's destroying online businesses. And to drop these value bombs, I have brought Rick Sheffrin on the mic. Since 2002, he's been ahead of the curve with his insightful predictions and ability to see what's coming next in the online business space and beyond. And Fire Nation, we're going to be talking about what happens when big tech knows everything about you and your customers, how to adjust when dangerous monopolies have created a no judge, no jury death sentence, and so much more when we get back from thanking our sponsors. My buddy, Russell Brunson, founder of ClickFunnels, has a podcast called The Marketing Secrets Show, and he's on a mission to help get entrepreneurs unstuck so they can get back to changing the world. The Marketing Secrets Show is waiting for you. Visit marketingsecrets.com and subscribe today. A great goal for the new year to continue growing your team, but you need the right tools to help keep your hiring streamlined and efficient, and that's where ZipRecruiter comes in. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ziprecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Rich, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Huh, okay. Um, I was prepared for this. I've heard this question asked by you numerous <laughs> times. Um, there's so many things, actually, but uh, I guess I'll just take one at random. Uh, when I was 16, I had an after-school job at, at a stock brokerage firm called Investment Center. Uh, I handled the direct uh, mailing postcards for them, and that was where Jordan Belford got his first stock oh. brokerage job. So if you see the Wolf of Wall Street, they portray it as a place in a strip mall. It wasn't in a strip mall. It was in an office building. Uh, but I used to watch Jordan close every day on the phone uh, when he first became a stockbroker. And then at some point, the brokerage house realized that they can't have people under the age of 18 working there. So uh, I think I worked there for about a year. And then that was the end of it. But I got to see the Wolf of Wall Street in action. Uh, where he got his start. So I guess that would be one thing that most people wouldn't know. Well, that's fascinating. And Fire Nation, as you know from the intro, we're talking today all about how you, that's you, Fire Nation, can survive the big tech apocalypse that is destroying online businesses. And I mean, Rich is going to drop some unbelievable value bombs on this. And you're going to want to stick around till the end because we're going to be talking about a 24-hour live cast with an all-star lineup, including myself, Fire Nation. I'm going to be traveling to Delray, Florida to be a part of this. So we're going to give you all the details coming up towards the end of the episode. You're not going to want to miss the Coalition to Save Internet Business. But let's just start at the top, Rich, because you retired back in the day. Where the heck have you been and why the heck are you back? You know, I stepped away from the online marketing world, you could say, in 2012. And I wasn't really sure what I was going to do next. I wasn't sure if I was just going to not work anymore, if I was going to find something else to do. But I knew that I just didn't want to continue doing what I was doing, um, which, you know, I just had run its course of time, uh, being, you know, out in front of the market, uh, creating courses, things of that nature. It just, I didn't, it didn't, I wasn't as passionate about it as I used to be. And so that was a sign for me that it was time to kind of move on. And uh, I still had like my private clients, uh, one of them being Agora Publishing, who I've been working with ever since they were about a $100 million company back in 2004 or five. And uh, so, you know, now they're a $1.8 billion company. So I still have them as a client and a bunch of uh, 
other names that people might recognize, but they were clients. Um, so I kept that stuff, but I kind of just took it easy for a bunch of years, bought a brand new house in Delray Beach, where you're going to be flying down to. Yeah. And a month later, my oldest daughter, who was in high school, asked me if she could go to high school in New York City. That was her dream. Uh, so a month after I bought my house in Delray, I bought an apartment in New York and went moved to New York so that she could go to school in New York. And that put me in proximity, I guess you could say, to Baltimore, um, New York being closer to Baltimore than Florida. And that just had me spend a little bit more time with Agora than I had been. And when I started to see the challenges that they were having with some of the big platforms and then talking to friends of mine like Todd Brown or Jeff Walker and asking them about what they saw in the marketplace, what I realized was uh, how challenging that the online environment had become. And that kind of then had me start considering coming back. And it was in that consideration of coming back and starting to look at what was out, what was going on out in the world that had me recognize and then also feel very passionate about jumping back in, you could say. And uh, so the, I guess I should tell you how and why that happened. So I, when I saw the problems in the marketplace, which I think we'll dive more deeply into, um, I, Agora had tried to buy my business years ago. Uh, this time I said, I'm interested in selling it uh, so that we could tackle this project together so I could help Agora actually deal with their challenges, but at the same time, help a lot of small businesses out there uh, deal with these challenges. And so that's kind of what has led me to this point. I'd say about a year and a half ago is when Agora bought my business. And at first I came in here and worked with uh, a bunch of data and AI because that certainly is part of the future. Uh, but then looking at what big tech was doing, that had me tremendously alarmed and had me concerned about the overall market, which was the market, right, that really gave me my start, where I went from being unknown to being pretty well known for me achieving the dreams that I had. You know, I had all these goals I wanted to reach when I was 40, and it was this market that had helped me get to those goals. So those things, plus the condition of the market, what I saw in the marketplace, uh, really kind of pulled me back in. And the two biggest things I'd say in the marketplace that were really pulling me in was one, that it just seems like there's a lack of leadership in the market the way there used to be. There used to be a clear who were the top people in every field. And it was easy for someone who wanted to learn something to go to those sources. And nowadays, it seems like a lot of stuff is recycled and recycled and recycled, kind of like a game of telephone. And that the all the big tech platforms are really becoming much more insulated walled gardens, which presents a lot of problems for smaller businesses as time goes on. Well, personally, I'm glad you're back, Rich, because I can tell you, I launched back in 2012. Since then, I've interviewed over 2,400 of whom I and wow. most people <laughs> <That's can, a laughs> and most people consider the top entrepreneurs of our time. And I will say that I've I just heard like you know the whisperings of like but what about Rich? What about Rich? And I'm just like, you know, I, I, I just was like, well, I just, he's just not in the game anymore. I don't think I'm ever gonna be able to get him right. on the show. Cause I mean, why would he come on a podcast when he's kind of, you know, retired and just kind of living the life and doing his thing, but you're back. Uh, and again, fire nation, he's coming back in a big way. We'll be talking about that in a little bit here, but I'm really glad cause now here you are on entrepreneurs on fire talking to fire nation and you did kind of allude to it when you said the two words, walled gardens, and I want to dive deeper into what exactly happens when this big tech knows everything about us and our customers and creates these walled gardens. What the heck do we do? 
from a marketer standpoint, from a small business and entrepreneurial standpoint, it's kind of disgusting. Um, you could say that every single platform that exists currently um, did a bait and switch on the business owner or the marketer or the small business. So, you know, I'm sure most people who are listening to this will remember a time that it wasn't that long ago, maybe like five years ago, maybe six or seven, where every business in the world was telling their customers and their prospects and in all their ads, like us on Facebook. Yeah. And so every big brand, every big business sent all their customers to Facebook because there was this underlying like agreement that if someone came to my page and liked my page, then they would be able to get my updates. So it was a great way for these businesses to build out, you know, communication channels to their customers. Of course, you know, in uh, 2012, they started peeling that back to the point now where, you know, you're lucky if 0.5% of someone who's liked your page actually sees your updates. Um, that wasn't the original kind of agreement that had everyone coming in, but it certainly is the way things are now. And, you know, every platform has kind of gone through that, you know, Google, Google just passed a a very important statistic a couple months ago, and that is is that more than fifty percent of the search traffic that goes to Google doesn't leave Google's page. And Rich, let me jump in here and just like share on that point a specific example. So, Fire Nation, I rank number one for the two words podcast sponsorship. You Google podcast sponsorship, my article, The Ultimate Guide to Podcast Sponsorships, is the number one Google search result. And for years, Rich, because it's been that way for years, that drove so much traffic to my website. That drove so much traffic to, by the way, my funnels, because what's one of the top things on that page when you go actually to that page? It says, well, hey, before you go through the rest of this, you obviously are interested in podcasting. Take my free podcast course. And so people would sign up for that in droves, and then they would go through my funnel that got them to podcasters paradise which you might not know rich but is my premium podcasting community where it's the biggest and best podcast community in the world we've served over six thousand people to date and it's an incredible premium podcasting community but then what happens what google did was they changed it so they still use my article but they just have it in like a shadow box so it gives people really the answer that they're looking for right at the top just on the google search result and then they never have to even go to my article about it and they're missing all the other stuff as well but of course my call is action getting to my website and all that other jazz and they took that away so that's just a first-hand experience and that's a great example right because at the end of the day what is google doing google's stealing your content at the end of the day like the visitor the the searcher your prospect probably won't even know that it came from you won't even know Right. But so they're thankful to Google and Google. What did they do? They just stole your content. That's all they. Yeah. And so like, you know, the whole underlying agreement behind search engines was you can scrape our content and put it in listings because people go to your site to then go out from your site to go, you know, wherever on the Internet they want to go. I mean, AOL was more of a closed garden. Right. Um, But not Google, at least when it started. And that's not even like in both of those examples, Google and Facebook, we're only talking about organic, which is way down. But even the cost of acquisition just consistently goes up. And and so you have that like double whammy. Right. Then you have on top of that, that nowadays, because of the backlash on uh, like, quote unquote, fake news. Now, most of the platforms are giving extra preference 
to big brands. And so when you're giving extra preference to big brands, who are you not giving uh, preference to? Small businesses and entrepreneurs. And, you know, without even being um, highly um, conspiracy theory minded, uh, you know, you can recognize that Facebook and Google know more about your business or know more about my business than we do, right? They know more about our customers than we know about them or even they know about themselves, right? They know which eyeballs are growing your business if you're using analytics or, you know, um, or any kind of tracking. Uh, they know who the customers are that actually end up buying versus don't. So they really know what traffic is worth money to you and their goal is to not send you any of that for free mm. and have you pay for it. And so it's, you know, I don't know of, if you look at these big tech companies outside of what they're doing to us, they get away with so much. I don't want to necessarily go down too long of a tangent there, but they pay less in taxes than we do. They have, they're protected in so many ways. It's, they really are a monopoly at this point. And at some point, uh, it will, they'll pay a price, but, um, but right now we burden the cost, small businesses and entrepreneurs who are marketing online because these big tech Goliaths, um, don't appreciate what it is we do, who we are. They just don't care. And I agree, Rich. Let's not go down the rabbit hole now because we're going to do that during the 24 hour live cast at the end of the episode. But I do want to know, like, how can we adjust? Like, how can we as entrepreneurs, as small business owners, adjust to these no judge, no jury death sentences. Yeah, and that's kind of the scary part, right? Just being ostracized or kicked out and how quickly a business can shrivel when you're kicked out of the major platforms, which unfortunately is happening more and more uh, often. So I was, uh, you know, I was re-listening to some of your old podcasts just to uh, refresh my memory of how your podcast went. And I was listening to one that you did with a uh, close friend of mine, uh, someone I used to work with, Todd Brown. And uh, I believe Todd said it in the podcast, but if he didn't, um, then someone else did. But I think it was Todd. Uh, you know, the scariest number in business is one. And I think we both learned, Todd and I both learned oh, yeah, that. that was Todd. Kennedy. Yeah. And, uh, and so in this day and age, especially recognizing that you could be kicked out of Google at any time, you could be kicked out of Facebook at any time. It doesn't matter whether you feel you're following all the rules or not. It could still happen. Uh, that you can't be totally reliant on any single platform. And if you are, that's a very scary position. Next, right, you have to look at all the different ways that you can uh, stay in contact with someone and you want to make that a priority. You know, so it's not just having their email address or their, you know, being able to message them on Facebook, but it's also having their regular address, having their phone number, you know, having as many different ways of contacting them because recognizing that, uh, if you, you know, I have friends who've lost their Facebook account and most of their friends were people that they communicated through Facebook and they didn't even have it in their address book. And so there were people that they now had to chase to figure out how to get, get in touch with them. You don't want that in your personal life, but you especially don't want that in your business life. And then the bigger thing, which, you know, I think we'll cover a lot on the live stream, but just to touch on it here is that entrepreneurs and marketers, what they have to start appreciating is the value of data. And they need to start making sure that they are aggregating and controlling their data. You know, if you advertise on Facebook, Facebook owns the data, you don't. And if you're not scraping that back into your own uh, files offsite, 
then you don't have that data. And when you when and if you lose your account, you'll lose all that data too. So it's about understanding that data is the new currency and the AI tools that are going to be coming down the road are going to be reliant on data. And so if you don't have the data, you're going to be in a, in a bad situation. But if you have the data, you can actually exploit some of these uh, platforms now for even better results. Fire Nation, if you think Rich has dropped his last value bomb, you are dead wrong. We're going to be talking about how digital marketing jobs are not just dying, but there's also an opportunity to shift and stay alive and thrive over these next 10 years and so much more when we get back from thanking our sponsors. Setting goals in the new year isn't a new concept, but there's no time like the present to think big when it comes to your business. In fact, one of your goals in the new year might be to continue growing your team, but you might be wondering where you can go to get the right tools to help keep your hiring streamlined and efficient. That's where ZipRecruiter.com slash fire comes in. Here's how it works. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, Zip Recruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job as applications come in. Zip Recruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. And Zip Recruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now you can try Zip Recruiter for free at ziprecruiter.com slash fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash fire. Zip Recruiter dot com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Have you ever wondered how in the world you're supposed to market in a way that lets you get your products, your services, and the things you believe in most out into the world and yet still remain profitable? You're not alone. And today I want to share a podcast that will give you the answer. My buddy, Russell Brunson, founder of ClickFunnels, has a podcast called The Marketing Secrets Show. And he's on a mission to help get entrepreneurs unstuck so they can get back to changing the world. Tune in every Monday and Wednesday as Russell pulls back the curtain and shares everything from tough lessons learned to mindset to pure marketing strategy. You'll also learn more about Russell's personal journey and secrets to growing a business from $0 to $100 million in just three years without any capital. The Marketing Secrets Show is waiting for you. All you have to do is visit marketingsecrets.com and subscribe today. That's marketingsecrets.com. So Rich, we're back. And before the break, I teased the fact that there is a way that we can shift as humans, as entrepreneurs to stay ahead and alive and also thrive in the next decade while all around us, digital marketing jobs will be dying. Break that down for us. How is that true? Yeah, it's true by basically staying focused and we're, we're calling it the three S's, right? It's about going to the right sources, uh, operating with the right strategy and using speed to your benefit, right? So the right sources are all the people that um been aggregating, all the world's experts in these different areas. And one of the reasons why uh, I was so excited to invite you is because there's no doubt that you're one of the world's top experts on how do you grow a business by you know putting a podcast together, let alone how do you have a top selling, you know, not top, a top ranking podcast, just period. So going to people who have done it, who you know have done it, who have helped other people do it, who have helped other people like you've done it, uh, that should be the criteria for uh, picking out your sources of knowledge. And I would imagine that 
the source of knowledge is increasingly becoming more important because there's just too much information out there and everyone claims to have some kind of expertise. So you want to make sure people are vetted. Uh, the next is speed that, and I'm sure you've seen this a ton of times, John, that, you know, a tactic or a strategy comes out and the day it works best is the first day it's deployed. Yeah. And then over time, it just progressively gets beaten up by all the other marketers in the world doing the same thing until it kind of dries up. Right. So that speed is of the essence. When you learn a strategy or a tactic, you got to be able to deploy it if it fits with your overall strategy in a very you know efficient and speedy way. And then I would say overall strategy is about recognizing some of the things we're talking about here that, you know, you're, you can't be totally reliant on any single channel. So part of your strategy needs to have a communication, you know, plan that allows you to interact with your customers in many different channels, right? Or collect data because every interaction is both an opportunity to collect more data as well as leverage the data that you have. So I'd say that um, that would be another way to kind of make sure that you're leveraging these three S's. So it's the right source, operating with speed, and then having a strategy that basically allows you to one, build out your you know, your net, so to speak. So you have more ways of contact. And then the other, I would say also, I, I've seen that it's kind of withered away. I would imagine that it will increase again. And that is, is that, uh, more joint ventures, more affiliate type stuff, because one of the things that as you know, Google controls more of the traffic as Facebook controls more of the traffic, um, it's, other business owners who you can have a, you know, co-opetition with, um, you can compete, but compete in a friendly way, uh, you, gives you got all the businesses, the power to grow the market and not just their own businesses, which makes the businesses in the market grow because you have numerous people out there increasing the size of the market because they're acquiring new customers. I mean, once again, he does it, Fire Nation, co-opetition. I mean, I don't even know where you come up with this stuff, Rich, but it's a word I've never heard, but it makes all the sense in the world. And let me get to that in a second because I want to first go over you, Fire Nation, number one, using the right sources, number two, using the right strategy, and then number three, speed. That's capital S, capital P, capital E, E, D. You need to use speed, Fire Nation, because when it's there, you've got to go all in, you've got to make it happen, because guess what? There will be a law of diminishing returns as more marketers jump in. You know, you love the phrase, marketers ruin everything. Well, eventually we do, but at the beginning, we just make everything better, so be part of that beginning part, be part of that cutting edge, and if you have the right sources who are giving you the right strategy, you're going to be able to implement speed right away and make that happen. And now moving on to that co-opetition word, which I love. I couldn't agree with you more with this affiliate thing. We have shifted our business over the past couple years into this. And this is one reason why as soon as I got the uh, call with Rich, I'm, t I'm talking to Tony Robbins. Because last year, I had Tony on the show because we were supporting his Knowledge Business Blueprint launch, which ended up being the biggest course launch ever, like over 17,000 students joined. I mean, it was absolutely it insane. It was huge. It was yeah. so huge. <laughs> we were the number six affiliates. So being in the top 10, I got to spend four days with Tony in Namali out in Fiji just this past August. It was amazing. And I'm going to be going out to Arizona, hang out with Dean and Tony and some other people next week because I was part of the top 10. Because guess what? I realized that, hey, I'm not going to create Knowledge Business Blueprint. I'm going to make Podcasters Paradise better every single day. That's where my zone of fire, my zone of genius is. So I'm going to co-op petition. I'm going to keep crushing Paradise. But now I want to let Fire Nation know, hey, 
you need to check out Knowledge Business Blueprint. Just like I'm telling you right now, Fire Nation, you need to be part of the Coalition to Save Internet Business, this 24-hour live stream that I'm going to Delray, Florida to be a part of, to shake hands with Rich for the first time in person and to hang out, to smoke a cigar and to have some fun (laughs) and to hang out. And all of this stuff, Rich, we can talk about for let's just say ad nauseum because we can keep talking about this, but I want to save us some time at the end of the interview to really get into the coalition to save internet business. So before we do, the last thing I really want to focus on is this fact. Another massive, I don't mean mini, I mean massive bombshell is about to be dropped by big tech. So how can we know in advance what that next bombshell will be so that our business can survive? Yeah, that's a good question because the I think what everyone needs to realize is is that Amazon, Facebook, and Google have a lot more power to affect our futures than we might initially believe. And so we have to stay abreast of the changes that they're making to their platforms because it will either open up opportunity for us or it will shut it down. And so if you're not plugged in, you find all these things out as an afterthought or as a you could have had you known earlier. And that's not where you want to be. And, you know, I don't know if most people are aware of this, but another stat that just boggled my mind is that there are 95 million households now in the U.S. that are on Amazon Prime. Wow. That's more than like who votes in the election, more than owns handguns, that's more than own a landline. And uh, how old are you? 40 years old. I'm 48. And so I don't know if it was those critical eight years that I was alive that you weren't. (laughs) But I remember growing up, right, where it was Ma Bell still. And, you know, everyone got their phone through the Bell networks. You couldn't couldn't buy a phone. You had to rent a phone from the phone company. and, uh, And you had no choices of any service whatsoever. You know, and it wasn't until the government broke up AT&T, Ma Bell, right, that all of a sudden you could buy a phone. You know, there's no question that cell phones wouldn't be here today <laughs> if it wasn't for breaking up, right. you know, AT&T. And, it, and it's no doubt that Google wouldn't be here today if the government hadn't broken up Microsoft. And so my point is, is that if you don't know that the government's going to be breaking up AT&T, you might want to know because like all of a sudden there was an explosion of, you know, a phone sales of all these different things. Right. And so same with the other way around, you know, fortunately, um, when Facebook made their announcements in 2012, when they made their announcement, they said that they were going to be making it so that your fans saw less of your content. So they gave you a, a warning, right. And that would have been the time to really jump on that. In 2014, when they kind of finalized it, they just did it that day. And then by then it was too late. So whether it's something that's currently working in any of these platforms, or it's a change that the platforms are going to start doing, uh, you need to be abreast of that. And you need to have a pipeline to that, whether that's, you know, Google News or what have you, but there must, if you operate blind without being aware of what the 800 pound gorillas are doing, you have a much higher chance of getting stepped on and being surprised. Fire Nation, I hope you go back and listen to this episode again because this is the episode that could set up the next 10 years of your business success. And I will say, ignore 
at your own expense as well, because this is some really valuable information. And I want to take the rest of the time, Rich, to move into the Coalition to Save Internet Business. Again, this is that 24-hour live cast that I'm a part of Fire Nation going to Delray, going to be hanging out on February 19th. So let's break this down. What exactly is the Coalition to Save Internet Business? Why are you flying all of these internet studs, and I'm trying to throw myself in that category as well, (laughs) out to Delray, Florida to hang out with you and just uh, create this awesomeness? One of the main reasons is, you know, some of the challenges I'm experiencing right now as we're talking, right? Like I would so like to go so deep on some of these issues, right? So that I, we could talk strategies. But the truth is, is that, you know, if anything, if it was simple to outwit Facebook and Google and Amazon, (laughs) uh, those times have long passed, right? Mm -hmm. So there's no easy trick. Um, And, you know, everyone should be on the lookout to avoid those types of things because the platforms certainly don't want to be tricked, but there are strategies and, and, and what it requires is, is knowing like what are the best strategies that are currently working in podcasting in native, you know, advertising in, you know, email conversions in landing pages. Funnels with Russell Brunson. He'll be rocking it. Exactly. Isn't he wrestling somebody too, by the way, did I see that somewhere? Yeah, it's supposed to be. uh, So Mark (laughs) Ford, who's one of my mentors, um, he's 70 now uh, or will be this year. And he's a world champion, though, in jujitsu. And Russell claimed he wanted to go to the Olympics when he was younger in wrestling. So there will be a grappling match. The gauntlet has been thrown down. And and we'll see. And, and, you know, I did a 26-hour live stream once before back in 2008. But... In comparison, that was kind of boring because all I did was sit at my desk and answer people's questions for 26 <laughs> hours straight. This is going to be a lot more entertaining. One, because like the internet is so much bigger and the, the opportunities are bigger, but the challenges are bigger. We really need a lot of the best experts in the world to be there. And uh, two, it will also be more enjoyable to watch when you know you have Russell fighting with Mark or you know just having all of these great minds in the room because I'll be broadcasting from one part of the cigar bar, but behind me, everyone, you know, there was a glass wall between me and everyone else, but everyone else will be schmoozing in the back, you know, enjoying (laughs) themselves. And we'll have a few roving cameras around as well so that those conversations can be shared. And I'm sure you've had this experience where if you've been to an event where, you know, you and the other experts kind of gather around and are sharing what's currently working or have you seen this and they crushed it or you know what we want to take those conversations that are generally just the expert only conversations and move them forward to you know the general uh public of you know small businesses and entrepreneurs online so that they can you know grow their businesses uh in this time as well as we grow ours. And so that's kind of the bigger idea of like that there is no single person that's going to be able to help you uh, totally be protected from big tech and their intention of really, you know, monopolizing the internet. But when you have experts in every category, um, there's always a path. That's been my experience. There's always a path to the highest profits through, you know, some of these, uh, different ways of putting together an overall marketing plan, growth plan, et cetera. In fact, I'll probably be joining your tribe because uh, I believe that I'm starting a podcast soon after we do this live stream about this topic just to continue the conversation so that people don't just get excited about this, have their guard up, and then over time, 
you know, let it dissipate and kind of forget about it until it slaps them in the face. Well, Fire Nation, if you want to be a part of this, and believe me, you want to be a part of this, simply visit eofire.com slash rich. eofire.com slash rich. When you get to that page, use the code FIRE while you're signing up, and you will be part of the Fire Nation tribe, of course. And you're going to be able to check out this live stream, 24 hour. There's going to be wrestling. There's going to be so much fun going on. There's going to be shenanigans because it's going to be enjoyable. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be fun. That word fun is real because we're going to have fun. It's not going to be rich sitting behind a desk for 26 hours answering questions. It's going to be wrestling. It's going to be people doing this, doing that, having a blast. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? But believe me, if you don't see it live, (laughs) some of them might end up being censored uh, in the replay because it might just have to be. So just realize that this is an opportunity for you to join us. Join this, I don't want to call it a war because I'm actually, I don't even know if you know this about me, Rich, but I will combat U.S. veteran here. I was an officer in the U.S. Army for eight years. I was a tank commander in Iraq. So I kind of, you know, going to throw the word war around. You're a more disciplined man than I am. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Um, So I don't like to throw the word war around because I've been in war for 13 months in Iraq. But you know, this is a battle, Fire Nation, of us against them. It's about people like myself and Rich and Russell Brunson and Perry Marshall and everybody else is going to be there against big tech. And so it's us, you, me, Fire Nation, everybody that's going to be there, everybody that's listening to our voices right now against big tech who is literally doing things behind our back, who's putting up these wall gardens, who's stealing and scraping our content and who's taking it away. And it's us against them and we're going to make it happen. So Rich, take this home for us. Give us that big call to action about why we need to be there and then we'll say goodbye. You need to be there, one, because there won't be a replay. And a, a 24-hour replay is a scary idea. That's a scary uh, It's hard enough to get people to watch an hour-long replay, let alone a 24-hour one. Uh, two, these really, like, we're flying in people from all around the world. Uh, you name a country, and we probably have someone coming in from there. And we're doing this because that's who you need to be listening to for that particular area. And so over the course of the 24 hours, we're going to be covering every area of the online marketing puzzle and what you need to be doing right now that is working and what you should be thinking about to move towards to make 2020, this decade, be even more profitable than the last decade and to make it easier for your business to grow. And right now, there's lots of friction on that growth based on what big tech is doing. And our goal over those 24 hours is to remove all the friction so that when we're done, uh, that you have everything you need to get your business really flying, growing, uh, without being held back by what might be holding it back right now. Register today, Fire Nation, eofire.com slash rich. Use code FIRE while you're registering. Make sure that happens. And man, Fire Nation, you know this. I mean, come on. You're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And right now you're hanging out with Rich and myself. So keep up the heat on that end. But then you're going to be able to hang out with all of these amazing people for 24 hours. Think about your average on that day, that 24-hour live cast starting on February 19th. I mean, it is absolute amazingness. So Rich, I just want to say Thank you for sharing your truth, your value, your knowledge. Thank you for coming out of retirement to help us wage this battle against big tech because we're going to do this together. My friends, I will catch you on the flip side. 
Hey, Fire Nation, hope you enjoyed today's value bomb content by Rich. And listen, my call to action is just simple. I really, really want you to be at this 24-hour live cast for as much as you can. If you can't be there for all 24 hours, I totally get it. But join us for some of the time, and you're going to get a bunch of awesome bonuses just for registering, a ton of awesome bonuses just for registering. So visit eofire.com slash rich, R-I-C-H, enter the code FIRE so you can be tagged under me for this and make sure that you're part of the Fire Nation crew at the 24-hour uh, live cast is happening. And I'll see you there, Fire Nation, or I'll see you on the flip side. My buddy, Russell Brunson, founder of ClickFunnels, has a podcast called The Marketing Secrets Show, and he's on a mission to help get entrepreneurs unstuck so they can get back to changing the world. The Marketing Secrets Show is waiting for you. Visit marketingsecrets.com and subscribe today. A great goal for the new year to continue growing your team, but you need the right tools to help keep your hiring streamlined and efficient. And that's where ZipRecruiter comes in. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.